The poor shall eat and be satisfied, and those who seek the Lord will praise him. May your heart live forever. In the name of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Well, it is only the second week of Lent, and we are already in the middle of the Gospel of Mark. From now on, Jesus and his disciples are on their way to Jerusalem. Whatever else the disciples and the excited crowds have experienced of Jesus, whether he's the healer, the teacher, the powerful enemy of all those evil spirits who have come to greet Jesus. From this point on, everything changes. From here on out, the gospel is moving towards the cross. And what that means is Jesus' death. So in this morning's gospel, Jesus himself asks his disciples this very pointed question. Who do people say I am? And they answered him. John the Baptist, many people think Elijah, and still others believe you to be one of the prophets. But Jesus then asked the question, but who do you, my disciples, who do you say that I am? Well, Peter was the brave one, and he says, you are the Messiah, Jesus. So Jesus is very pointed in wanting his disciples to know his identity before they begin the trek to the cross. There must be no doubt in their mind as to who he is. And so he asks for clarification and certainty that very pointed question to those who call him. Messiah, his disciples. Jesus must have been satisfied with the answer that they give. Perhaps he had a moment where he breathed a sigh of relief and said to himself, finally, finally, these ones that I call my disciples know who I am. And in that moment, things ramp up. We quickly move from Jesus asking, well, who am I, to the pronouncement of his death. In one fell swoop, we move to identity and then to death. And this is, for me, where it gets personal. Remember, we too fall into that category. We are disciples. Yes, he is speaking to Peter, asking Peter, who am I? But in reality, he's speaking to all of us. 
And what Jesus says next is not easy to hear, let alone think about doing over and over, day in and day out, orienting our life towards, but this is what he says. It is nearest, it is dearest to his heart after the pronouncement of his death. So he gathers everybody around and he says this. If anybody wants to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. He then goes on to say, for those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will save it. And for the sake of the gospel... We'll save it. So Jesus essentially says, carry a cross, deny yourself, lose your life, and after doing all of that, he then says, then you will have your life back. This is a lot, a lot of death, a lot of not fun, a lot of loss, I could go on and on, but I think you get the picture. That's why this text is especially appropriate during the season of Lent. But as a person of faith, always looking for the words of hope in the midst of these really stark, stark commandments of Jesus, I have to believe and know that all of these teachings have to have a purpose, right? Even in the hardness, there has to be a reason. So I ask myself, if we begin to orient our lives this way, if I begin to orient my life this way, bend just a little bit more in this direction, I do believe it could be a life changer because Jesus says this right after he says, I'm going to die. So it has to be worth remembering and noting. If we think of ourselves a bit less and think of carrying a cross a bit more, what would that be like? So where my mind goes is this. Have you ever been in the presence of another who has chosen to live life in this way? Because if you haven't, I hope one day you will. You will be inspired. You will be surprised. You will desire to be more like them. Because living a life of self-denial, one in which we think of others and we put others' needs ahead of my own, is done by this simple thing. Choosing. Choosing. 
one small act after another, which sometimes turns into bigger acts, which in turn becomes the way you choose to live life. And then it's you who are, or you who you become the person that you want to be, only and through God's help. Every day, it's asking God to lessen yourself so that there is more room for him. And somehow, in the mystery of God, I think Jesus knew that, and so that is why he brought up the cross. It's an instrument where not only are you condemned to a torturous death, but you're also succumbing to a dishonorable, dishonorable death. A death even the Hebrew Bible calls accursed. It is the worst, worst way to die. But this is what Jesus is asking us to carry, an instrument of death. As if his words aren't enough. Carry an instrument that reminds you of death every single day so that you never ever forget. That is what Jesus is asking. I wish there was a way I could sugarcoat it, but there isn't. And what is so striking to me Jesus brings this up even before he is condemned to death on a cross. He is asking us to take up our cross. So where is the message of hope in carrying a cross, I ask? And how does this have meaning for me now? Because if I'm honest... And you just might be thinking the same thing. I love Jesus, but I'm not really sure I want to carry a cross every day. But here's the thing. If we can wrap our mind around this for just a bit, maybe, maybe we can begin to do it. Because sometimes we tend to think that life is something you can go out and get and earn or buy or win. But what I have found is that life is a lot like love. It can't be won. It can't be earned or bought. Only given away. And the truth is, the more that you give it away, the more you have. In fact, as any first-time parents experience deeply, likewise, only when you give away your life for the sake of others, Can you really discover it? 
Somehow, in thinking about how to fulfill others' needs, your own deepest needs are met. Call this the mystery of life. I call it a key to the kingdom of God. Somehow, in thinking about your neighbor, Y'all, this is at the soul of who Jesus is, what he taught, and how he lived. And by golly, what we try to do day in and day out here at Grace only with God's help. put them on without even thinking. Even this morning, I'm wearing the cross that Grace gave to me the night I was ordained your priest. Always, right here. So I will ask you all, this season of Lent, would you join me in taking up your cross And when you do, pray this simple prayer that we can all commit to memory, I promise. More of you, God, less of me. More of you, God, and less of me. See what begins to happen. Trust that losing one's life for the sake of another can actually mean gaining your life back from whatever has held it for so long. Doesn't that sound freeing, gaining your life back? For those of us who have lost your life and have gained it back, You know that that is part of what it means to love Jesus and to be his follower. And no other time is it as important, right in the middle of this gospel, as we walk the road to Jerusalem. Be in prayer, y'all. More of you, God, and less of me. Amen.